Welcome to Full Scope, a podcast of two guys in their 20s, giving their perspective on the games that we love, the headlines in pop culture, and the meaning behind it all. I'm your host, Winter Burns, along my counterpart, Savon Morris. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good, man. I'm glad to be back, because last week, email trouble stuff. <laughs> you always say that. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but but uh, tonight we're joined by a special guest, um, Jamil Davis. He was one of our past guests over the summer. Um, he's a Florida State organizing manager at Black Votes Matter. But Jamil, thank you so much for being back on, man. You know, um, glad to be in the building again. Um, hanging hanging with, as I like to say, hanging with the kids. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you know, just um, it's it's great things, good times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, before tonight, we have a, a a lot of topics to get into. Um, a few um, NFL, NBA topics, also some album album reviews, and then the second half, we're gonna do a review of the movie uh, The Harder They Fall. But to start off with, just um, thoughts on how well the Patriots have played this season, and if they're just real AFC contenders. Um, this past Sunday, New England dominated the Browns forty-five to seven, and Mac Jones threw. Uh, three touchdown passes. Uh, rookie uh, Ramondre Stevenson rushed for a career high 100 yards and two in two scores. And you know, a month ago, this team was just two and four, and it seemed unlikely that they, you know, make a postseason run. But now they look extremely competent. Um, to you, Jamil, like, just what are your thoughts on how dominant New England looked in that win, and you know, if they can be legitimate AFC contenders? Um, I feel right now that I feel right now New England is in a really good shape. Is they in a yeah. really good place? The the thing is the 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 thing that's going to be a test for them the 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 try and true test for them is if if they haven't played them already cuz I'm still off the top of my head trying to remember New England schedule um that Pittsburgh game that Pittsburgh game going to be the Pittsburgh game going to be something fierce um and then yeah. once we get into the the playoffs um whether they whether their quarterback can hold up in in the playoffs. a rookie quarterback, <laughs> yeah. Like, but I mean, you know, right now, um, right now they looking awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to 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 Bill Belichick. Um, I call him the Godfather of the NFL because you know he really <laughs> be out here, really legitimately he really be out here just making making moves like that. But no, like they 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 really looking nice. Um, you know, <laughs> quiet is kept. Um, this this game that. This game that's about to go down against, with them yeah. against, uh, you know, it's gonna be. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm gonna, just resurfacing. I, I feel like I'm gonna be. Feel like I'm gonna be triggered a little bit during this game, but you know, um, no, um, I, I feel like that's gonna be another. That's gonna be another test for them too, because yeah. um, quietly, quietly, the Falcons have kind of been in a good spot, um. You know that that Saints game was pretty decent, but then of course um, this game against the Cowboys, you mm-hmm. know, Cow- the, the Cowboys are looking nice. Yeah. But I mean, the, the Falcons have been in, in in a good good position, so I, I think this is I think that game is a good test for them both. Mm-hmm. But New England, yeah, yeah, New England is 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 looking they looking looking decent. I, I I'm not gonna say. AFC champ, champion bound, but they looking nice. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, to, to you, Savon, like in terms of just what you've seen over, over these last few weeks and them kind of, you know, being in that that second spot in the AFC East right behind Buffalo, like what are your thoughts on just how they're looking so far and do you think they can be real contenders? I think they can for, for multiple reasons. You look at 
for the first time in consistently for the last couple of years, they're the underdogs. The Patriots who won so many Super Bowls. Sounds so different. Been <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so many AFC, AFC championships. You think they're always going to be consistent? Now you have a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. I think they slowed things down for him. He's not going to be a flashy guy. We knew that. Him coming mm. out of Alabama, he's going to be a time manager. He's going to consistently give you what he got in his take. And you look at all the distractions they had to get rid of Cam Newton, they get rid of Stephon uh, Gilmore, one of the top DBs because he was on a pup list. And now they're six and four, right behind Buffalo Bills. I think they can win the AFC, uh, the AFC East because the Bills. Yeah. I don't know where they went. Where they went on vacation, they got complacent. Because they, they start the year off, they looked extremely strong. And now they, they just kind of been sliding. They yeah. lost to the Jaguars. I don't even know. Wow. <laughs> they lost to the Jaguars, bro. But believe it or not, the Patriots can win the last six of their seven games. I think they can beat the Bills at least one time. They play on December 6th, and they also play on December 26th. I think mm-hmm. they can beat the Bills one last time. You look at the, their entire schedule, they have the Titans – a wounded Titans team, winning Colts team, Jaguars, is whatever. The Dolphins, and you have the Bills. The Bills is the only team I see that mm-hmm. can give them some trouble. Only threat in that schedule. But the defense looks good. Matt Jones is doing good. He's not going to, like I said, he's not going to be a flashy guy. He's not going to use other characteristics when he's typing like Cam Newton does. Shout out to Cam Newton, though. But uh, Matt, he's Jones, back. He's back. <laughs> Matt Jones is going to give you every, He's going to give you what he's, he's made of. And you look at what they did with the Browns. I saw a complete upside when they lost 19-17 to the, the, the defending champions and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I saw that game showed a lot. That game showed a lot because we even had some pre-thoughts about it that, that like Tampa Bay was just going to run over them, but they just stayed with them like the entire game. And even Dallas, that was another game they should have won, but they just stayed mm-hmm. with those elite teams the entire game. And it was yeah. overtime against Dallas, so they they're figuring it out. They're quiet. They're so low key right now, six and four. They're above mm-hmm. five hundred. That's always a good standing and. I mean, they're right behind the Buffalo Bills, so I think they have a chance to make the playoffs and win the AFC East. So, look. So, out would you guys it. say? Do you guys think the Patriots are going to win the AFC? Uh, Jamil, do you also think the Patriots are going to win the AFC East? Oh no, absolutely! Like they, they got like yes, absolutely. They got a real good shot. That mm-hmm. Bill, that Bills game is is going to be the the, the, the telltale sign one. But yeah, it's the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but 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 getting to just kind of like how concerning it was Tampa Bay's upset loss to Washington, and just in terms of their vulnerability, you know, and their ten point loss on the road. Brady had two inter- interceptions in the first quarter, and coming off a of bye, this just was not just not the performance we were expecting to see. And Washington's defense was just really stifling throughout throughout. Um, but to you, Jamil, just like, do you think any differently of the Buccaneers in terms of just you know how elite they can be in the playoffs after kind of an upset loss like this? We dealing with Tom Brady. Yeah, let's 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 keep this all the way. Yeah. <laughs> We're dealing with Tom. It's all about the postseason for him. <laughs> Tom Tom Brady still haunts me at night. Um, <laughs> but yes, um, no, I don't. I don't have any. I will never sleep on a team that has mm-hmm. Tom Brady, um, Gronkowski, and Antonio Brown on the same team. I'm never going yeah. to I'm never going to do such a thing. Um, especially <laughs> when that team is in the NFC South. So yeah. there's that. And um, they don't need home field advantage. I mean, like they're the type of team no, they can win anywhere. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, no, the the Buccaneers, um, that's a hiccup. That's mm-hmm. that's for them, that's a hiccup. 
I feel like the next couple of games for them um, might, I don't want to say it's going to be a breeze. Um, Cause looking at they looking at their schedule, um, they have the Giants, then the Colts, um, then Falcons, Bills, Saints, mm-hmm. Panthers, Jets, and Panthers again. Um, I mean, pretty favorable schedule. I mean, not- <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I honest I honestly see them losing like one, maybe two yeah. of these games, considering the the next couple of games that they have are um division heavy, but right. one. Like honestly one. And then mm-hmm. they'll and then they'll just go that the Buccaneers are gonna win the NFC South. Would you still say are are they like your NFC favorites still? It, as far as the South is concerned. Yeah, South, yeah. Um, as far as the South is concerned, because the quiet is kept, the, the Cowboys have been looking incredible. They look um, very good. I, I, I hate saying that too, the Cowboys. Because, <laughs> um, you know, the, the, cow, the Cowboys... The Cowboy fan base is just so obnoxious. Yes, <laughs> I mean, it's just going to put it in your face. The most insufferable <laughs> fan base in all of pro football. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, the Cowboys have been looking incredible. So... Mm-hmm. The, I mean, Dak has just had an MVP caliber season throughout. Mm, yo, that Prescott has been, that Prescott has looking been nice, has been looking nice as a quarterback. Yeah. So I, I really feel like when we get to the playoffs, it really is out of, out of Dallas and Tampa Bay. Mm. Um, but as I stated before, I don't sleep on nobody's team that has Tom Brady, Ryan Gronkowski, and Antonio Brown on the same team. I don't do it. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but 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 to you, Savon, just in terms of. Looking, I mean, obviously, like some teams, elite teams will have slip ups like this, um, and this was kind of an unexpected loss. What did, like, in terms of just just how the the Tampa Bay is going to continue to stand throughout, and and maybe some slip ups you're seeing? What are just your thoughts on them going forward and how they're looking now? They got outplayed. That simple as that. They got outplayed. Mm -hmm. Seventy-one plays to I think they're forty-seven plays. Third down conversion, eleven nineteen for Washington, fourteen for Tampa. And then guess what? Tampa Bay didn't have any, I mean, not Tampa Bay, but Washington football team, which is still weird to say, had no turnovers whatsoever. So you look at the two interceptions, look at the field, uh, field advantage. I mean, the yardage is not different at all. It's just the defense played better than, uh, than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense played against Washington, Washington football team. And Tom Brady didn't look like Tom Brady. He looked flustered at moments. Like, And then the run game was non-existent. They beat off the running game. Tom Brady is not the same quarterback he was 55 years ago. So <laughs> he needs something to take away from what the defense is trying to do. Because they, a lot of people, a lot of defense runs a lot of cover two against a lot of cover four deep zones in the back, taking away the deep ball threat from it because they have Tony Brown, Mike Evans, the list goes on, Murkowski. It doesn't matter. They always try to take that away from it. The running game is working. Leonard Fournette had 47 yards. 11 attempts. They really didn't run the ball that much that, this game, but I don't think it's a mm-hmm. red flag. Some some Sundays, some Thursdays, some Mondays, the other team is better than the other team. So I think you just leave it at that. I still think Tampa Bay goes to, goes to the playoffs and, and does well in the playoffs. But, Tom, we've seen this Tom Brady get blowed out by the Saints one time mm-hmm. and just demolish them the next time. So I don't see any red flags. Just a good a, a Washington football team got not even got lucky. They prepared more and they had more turnovers. And we know defense wins championships. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and, and now getting into just kind of thoughts on, you know, if the Rams or Cardinals recent struggles is more concerning, um, both teams are coming off of, of a, a blowout losses with the Cardinals losing by 24 at home to the Panthers with, you know, Cam, Cam Newton making his return and then the Rams losing on Monday night by 21 to the 49ers is um, OBJ makes his debut with them. But to you, Jamil, like between the Rams and Cardinals, just both regressing uh, recently, which one is kind of more concerning to you right now? I think the I, I think the Rams um I think the Rams regressing is a lot more concerning to me. Um, especially with the addition of um Odell. Mm-hmm. You know, um I feel like they should be I feel like they should be in a better position than that than they're in right now. Um the 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 Cardinals, I feel like they can bounce back from where they're at. Um and still be in a good place come um come latter part of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but right now, yeah, that that Rams situation is is concerning. Because I mean two I mean really really just had two just inopportune offensive games against the Titans and the 49ers. I mean back to back. Yeah. Like and, and oh, yeah that 49er game was a uh, a little stretch. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a little stretch. <laughs> so, um, nah, but but hopefully with this with this new addition of of Odell, um, I, I'm hoping that they can bounce back. Um, will, will they? That's that's to be seen. But I'm I'm hoping that they can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to you, Savon, just in terms of, I mean, both teams they they've had electric offenses for most of for most of the year. Obviously, with the Cardinals and, and Kyler, Kyler Murray being out for a bit, like like that's been an issue. Like, which team is kind of like just more concerning in terms of the struggles they're having at the moment? No team is more concerning. I don't have no concerns for either teams. You you said it yourself, Kyler Murray out yeah. against uh, uh, Carolina Panthers teams that's going off headlines. Cam Newton came back. Two touchdowns, one mm-hmm. one run running, one one pass. So the headlines was meant for him to win, especially Kyler Murray's out, the leader. They're still eight and two. Well, that's a Jamil. They're yeah. still eight and two. There's no struggles, yes. nothing, True. no concerning at whatsoever. But you look at the Rams, those wide receivers was dropping everything. I watched that game from beginning to end. Cooper mm-hmm. Cup dropped two. Um, my guy Van Jefferson dropped two. Your your guy Cooper Cup. Your guy Cooper Cup. No, see, you, you always you, do that. That's you're, not my you're, guy. You're big on Cooper Cup. That's not my guy. That's not your guy. That's not my guy. Okay. Ben Jefferson, who, right. who went to Florida Gators, who played in Florida, he dropped two. Oh, and then, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think Odell was going to be a factor because they only literally had one practice together. One right, practice. Yeah, it takes longer for them limited to build time. Rapport. So when your wide receiver is dropping every pass and they're open, why but but they get open? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you're not going to win. And then I mean, the defense have their number, but. 49ers look good that game. It's just another Sunday where the other team looked better. They made more. They let, made less mistakes than the other team. I see no struggles. Yeah. I think Matthew Stafford is still a good fit for the, the Rams. I think the running game needs to be implemented a little more. When you look at the drop passes, look at the offense getting tired because they were passing more out of out of the formations and running. So I think it's kind of, you know, at a certain point as an offensive lineman, you're going to get beat a couple of times, but I have no concerns for either team. Kyler Murray will be back mm-hmm. from his weeks. I think they'll be good. And the Rams will get it started. LBJ will have that rapport with Matthew Stafford because you look at the one play when he stopped running, Matthew Stafford threw it deep and got an interception. So they're still right. trying to trying to you know fill out fill out the chemistry they have because it, it takes a longer time to do so. But I have no concerns. 
for either team, especially the Cardinals. They're eight and two. Which team are you more? But which team are you more confident? Like, like if both teams are healthy, like which one are you more confident in for the postseason? I, I it, and that's a hard question to answer because on paper the Rams look look good. You got Vaughn Miller, OBJ. Yeah. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods just went down. That's sad. Mm-hmm. And the defense looks looks really good. But then you look at the Cardinals, who are more consistent, who doesn't have the big names. We have Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, um, uh, Jones, uh, Jones at uh, at, uh, at the defensive end, and then Tyron Matthew, who's kind of declining the season. But other than that, you don't have any big names on that team. I think I have more confidence in the Arizona Cardinals to figure it out. If Kyler Murray comes back full healthy. Then mm-hmm. they can make a run. I, I've had my confidence in the Carters more than I do the, the Rams. And we still, and we still gotta, we still gotta instill OBJ into yeah. the system. The system, yes, yeah. yeah. We still Trying gotta instill him into that system with the Rams. Um, so like the same question, like I'm, I'm same answer. The Cardinals, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm if. If you were to ask me, if the question was, who are you riding with, or who are you putting your money on? Out of these, out of these two teams, I'm putting on Arizona all day. So, like, yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. yeah. The cars absolutely. on the Cardinals. Headlines, headlines are full. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 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 transitioning to the Cowboys and Chiefs preview, um, you know, th- this is kind of like it, it's kind of the, the headlining game for this upcoming week. You know, Kansas City currently has a three game winning streak, mm-hmm. and Dallas is coming off of a dominant home home win versus Atlanta, and. There's a contrast of the Chiefs needing kind of to show consistency. And then Dallas for most of the season has been one of the most electric offenses in the league. But to you, Jamil, just like kind of like what are your thoughts on, you know, what should be a pretty intriguing matchup and just who should have the edge at the moment? This honestly, this honestly could potentially be an end of end of the year matchup if oh. the Chiefs if if the Chiefs get their mind together. Um but for me right now, um, ain't nobody beating the ain't nobody beating the Cowboys right now. Ain't nobody. I like, I like Dallas in this one. Ain't nobody beating the Cowboys right now. They have been playing. The, this Dallas Cowboy team has been playing the equivalent of mid nineties Dallas Cowboy football. Like they they've mm-hmm. been they've been that good, mm-hmm. and so yeah, like ain't nobody beating Dallas right now. Nah. Mm-hmm. To, to, to you, to you, Savon, in terms of just what you've seen out of both teams, and then you know, Kansas City, like they have a, just a, a very impressive performance, a offensive performance against uh, Las Vegas, and then Dallas, you know, they're able to bounce back off of a, just a dominant home win, and Dak is looking more like himself um, from this past week. Um, kind of just, just, just who do you kind of feel has the edge, and just some of the X factors in this matchup? It's the Chiefs. Like, why would you go with? The Dallas Cowboys. I understand they're on a high streak, but at a certain point, Dallas is going to fade. Denim jeans fade. You get a team. It's a punchline. Who's been in the Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl, been in a Super Bowl, lost to a good Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They finally got the confidence back. Three game winning streak. Everybody was counting them out. Patrick Mahomes is, is human. Yeah, he's human, but he's still an extraordinary mm-hmm. quarterback. They're figuring it out. They had any any Reed goes down with COVID. He's out a couple of games. Now they're getting back acclimated to what they used to. People think they have yeah. we we seen it last year. We saw the Raiders beat them and we thought they gotta figure it out. Now they're a three-game ministry. Mm-hmm. Teams think they figure them out, but I love Andy Reed. I love Pac Mahomes. I love the whole organization where they can figure out how to do things differently. And they do that night in and night out. I think they beat the Cowboys. I think 
Diggs can't hold Tyreek Hill. Ain't no way, bro. And if there's no way Tyreek Hill is going to let Diggs lock him up. That's, there's no way. They're going to have to run a lot of cover two, cover four. Like the other teams have a lot of a lot of cover, not even cover one. They do cover one. Then there's a middle linebacker in the middle field. There's a safety over top, and everybody's playing man. If everybody's playing man, is this over with? So I think the Kansas City Chiefs has enough to beat the Cowboys. I think at a certain point they're going to fade. We've seen that year and out. We've seen Dak Prescott go through injuries. We've seen Ezekiel Elliott go through his slump. And so you think just history is going to repeat itself? Uh, for sure. For sure. They've been looking. They Before Dak got hurt, they looked good then, last year. They looked really good. Really, really good. Dak got hurt. They went down. Dak hurt, hurt again. They, they look sloppy. Dak's back. But I still think at a certain point they're going to go down. I think the Chiefs is on a high streak, three-game winning streak. I think Patrick Mahomes got his, his confidence bad, his cojones, as some of my Mexican friends will say. <laughs> I think the Kansas City Chiefs beat them. It's going to be a close game, but I think Tyreek Hill has a breakout game this game. I mean, at the same time, I feel like I, f- I feel like the the defense for the Kansas City Chiefs ain't going to be able to really hold Ezekiel in the back like that. Like I I, I feel like I feel like Zeke gonna have a, a pretty stellar. Feel like Zeke gonna have a pretty stellar game. Like. I don't feel like it's going to be a runaway victory, but Dallas taking that game. It's going to be a tie game either way. Yeah. But I would give Dallas the edge. Dallas. <laughs> you think Dallas is going to win? Dallas. Oh, wow. Most of the season, you can make a case that they look like the best team in the NFC, honestly. No. Heck no. Come on. Come on. Green Bay? Who would you, who would you, who would you put above them? You NFC? Green Bay. Yeah. Green Bay. Okay. What are you talking about? You already know that. Well, that's, that's what I'm like. Well, it's really? <laughs> Green Bay only lost one game. That was the first game no, of the I'm season. I'm speaking to a biased fan. I'm speaking to a biased no, fan. No, we literally have the better schedule. We have the better record. What we only in lost one of, game. In their win, yes, the, the, I would. I would give you the Cardinals win. That was that. That, that was definitely the most impressive. And that was, it was. They had a more impressive win than Dallas's. Dallas's premier win at, has been. They're there. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. Can I get a witness? I waited for a witness, Benison or Jamil. There's only three people on the podcast. The organs won't be coming in. The organs. (laughs) 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 Respect that feel on this podcast to my Green Bay Packers. The end of. The NFL has the NFL has been really good this year. And no, like I'm I'm in total agreement. Like the Green Bay Packers, even with the um even with the as I like to call it, vaccine controversy, um, mm-hmm. has been the most stellar team in the in, in the NFC thus far. But we're not finna count these cowboys out. Like can't count them out. They just like you know, they you, just are, been playing. You, for certain we can't count them out. Are you like Hundred percent sure we can't count them out. Like I'm just trying a to understand. I'm I, that's what I'm saying. I'm basing it a off of a healthy Dak. He has been he, he has, he's definitely had an MVP caliber season. He's been healthy enough to for us to use that. The last two seasons he's been hurt. The year before that he was hurt. True. The year before that his heart was hurt. So what? <laughs> what here? Well, no, this is – oh, no, I can't use that point, so I'm not going to say it. Never mind. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I was about to say something about Kansas City defense being in the top 10. 
You never looked at the stats? That's not true. So we got to move on. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys, these are the top five rushing game. But, ooh, no. They allowed 200 and – wait. Oh, they allowed – they're number 18th in defense. Okay. That's can't see the Chiefs. That's what I'm trying to tell think, you. That's I don't think I'm, Zach is going to have a big game because Pollard is really carrying the, the run offense to be – if you want to keep – Ezekiel is good in the passing game for sure is the guy who's who's making lanes and creating let's keep it a buck. Zach ain't been Zach since he pissed his nose. So I'm just to let that, that be out there. <laughs> since he that pissed one. his nose and then uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, all that. <laughs> I'm still that same I keep going. I'm still <laughs> No I'm, I digress. I digress. I <laughs> but I still think the Chiefs is going to beat the Cowboys. Um, you heard it here first from Savon Morris. All right, from Savon Morris. Headlines. <laughs> the headlines. Um, <laughs> but but transitioning to, to the... <laughs> see next week. But hey, but but next week when we when we revisit this, I, I will I will sound the alarms. Make sure you get all the sound effects if the Chiefs win. Oh, I'll yeah. make sure. I'll make Reese, sure that I need that Reese. Oh. I need all of that Reese. <laughs> All of that, all, all of the air horns, all that. But getting into the NBA and just kind of just thoughts on, you know, kind of Golden State's dominant road win in Brooklyn this past Tuesday night. Um, the Warriors were able to win by 18 and, and Steph Curry had um, 37 points and Durant had a season low 19. Wiggins, you know, who's who's just had a transformative type of season, um, has, has played at an all-star caliber level, has had, ni- had 19 and they're at 12 and 2, the best record in the, in the NBA and uh, Draymond's just excellent defense versus KD was highlighted as it as it was a, a challenge he wanted to embrace. Um, to you, Jamil, just what are your thoughts on how the Warriors were able to to have an impressive uh, road win against an, an elite Eastern Conference team, and just how how like do you feel as though this is the the top team in the West right now that you kind of have the most faith in at the moment? This is the Golden State team that we always been telling people that they <laughs> that they are. This is the Golden State team that we always been saying, hey, so they really didn't need KD to win another NBA championship? Like, really wasn't needed? It's this team. Like, it, it, it's literally this team. This is the team. This is the team that every other team in the NBA should be fearing out of the West and not the one that plays in the Staples Center that everybody Oof. that everybody likes with the with the... The gold. The, the gold and purple <laughs> on. And I'm a Lakers fan. Like, let's, let's, yeah, it hurts. let's be clear about this. <laughs> like, let's be clear about this. I'm a Lakers fan. But no, like, Golden State Golden State is the team to beat in the West right now. Um, you know, LA, LA is still in that stage. So I told somebody the other day, LA is in that same stage that Miami was in when the big three first the happened. The first year. They were starting off nine and eight. Yeah, like they in that stage. After All Star break, um, after All Star break, they gonna be in in a good spot. Um, West Westbrook is gonna figure out. Westbrook is gonna figure out that LeBron got him to come and get these buckets, not to be like a true point guard. LeBron got him to come and get these buckets because LeBron mm-hmm. is more the point forward on on the team. Than anything, and he can't, and he got Westbrook, so Westbrook could come and get them good 30 35. So, like, mm-hmm. once they all figure, really, really figure they they roll out, they'll be a contender, but like, 
ain't nobody stopping Golden State right now. Like Golden yeah. State is phenomenal right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, to, to you, Savon, in terms of just the start that they've gotten off to, and them really, you know, with, with having a young a younger team and just them stepping up defensively, and Steph, you know, he's having another MVP caliber season. Kind of just what, what were your thoughts on the type of win they were able to have against Brooklyn, and um, just the the contender that 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 they're instantly showing that they are as at the moment. It's fourteen games. <clears throat> That's all I'm gonna say. It's fourteen games. We had like we in the middle of the season and, and go to State Warriors is playing great great basketball still. It's fourteen games into the, the season. <laughs> Nobody's crowning them champs at the moment. Like, <laughs> they started good last year a little bit and then they what they do? Not this good. I was about to say they won twelve. Not like twelve and two. Twelve and nah. okay. I'm, I understand it that wasn't like, it wasn't like that. It's fourteen yeah. games. I'm not giving them nothing until Clay comes okay. back. When Clay comes back and they start the eating, test. then I was like, okay, no one can touch them. Because you look at every other team. Like we, I think we talked about this a couple podcasts but in, in like October. Look at the like, – like Jamil said, look at the Lakers. It's taking them time to get acclimated and get that chemistry going and everybody mm-hmm. play their roles. That's what every team in the NBA is too early. They're playing good basketball, yes, for sure. But roles are going to change when Clay comes back. And things are going to be a little bit different. Now the guys who are doing what they're doing now is not going to do that when when and Clay comes back. And now I, I I just don't give them that much credit because I'm hating a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, I'm hating. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hating That's a little it. bit. That's it. That's we we we're revealing. <laughs> I'm glad you admitted it. I was just waiting for you to admit it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, hating. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm not gonna give it to him yet. I want to see Clay come back. I want to see what they look like as an overall, as a team, when mm-hmm. one of their best players come back. Roles are going to change. That I, I really agree with. I really believe in that. How can they can mm-hmm. consistently do that when the star player comes back? Because we know you look and then James Harden came back and Kevin Durant. So um, I'm just trying to figure out what the, the, the Warriors are going to do when Clay Thompson. I'm hating like. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just happy that that was admitted on, on tape. So um, glad, so yeah. glad. I'm a very I mean, I, I'm, I'm a I mean, the, person. I mean, the, the way I'm looking at it is, is that it is, a, it's a, it's a twelve and two team. It's a yeah. twelve and two Golden State team without Clay. So when Clay do come, that's back, scary. Yeah. Like yeah, like I See, that's that's, that's how I'm and I know people are saying they've had a soft schedule and 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 and, and they really haven't yes. like like they really can be taken legitimately legitimately because of that schedule. But I mean, they they just beat one of the favorites in the East in Brooklyn, like like with ease on the road. Without so I think like that should that, that should tell us. No, 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 no. That's understandable. <laughs> you beat. A team where Kevin Durant is not hot. The man went 0 for 9 in the third quarter. He went for what? He finished off with 2 and 18, sat the entire mm-hmm. rest of the fourth quarter. Man, You're Brooklyn not just, beating. Brooklyn is just giving all the passes team. tonight. All the passes. No, bro. <laughs> if they had their full strength, then I would understand. If Kevin Durant is on fire and they still lose, I will understand. Kevin Durant went 0 for 9. Mm-hmm. He never did that. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> is the mic on in here? <laughs> Come on. I don't know. <laughs> so, so Ryan A. Smith is in the building. <laughs> He's in the wow. building. He's back. 
<laughs> took a podcast off and Steve is back. Hey, <laughs> shout out to Steven Smith for real, for real. When I was coming up, he was one of my inspirations. Now, that dude's retarded. But he ain't gonna listen yeah. to the podcast oh, or whatever. But no, I'll give you their props when Clay comes back, roles change, and everybody solidify with their role, then they win. At some you know what I mean? That's where I'll give them their props. Mm-hmm. But until then, nah, I can't give it to them. But um, but but now getting into just kind of thoughts on the Suns 10-game winning streak. You know, they're, they're coming off of a seven-point win versus Dallas last night, and Devin Booker had 24 points. And, you know, with Phoenix being second in the East and Aiden's return, you know, they have three highly productive centers in their rotation. Um, Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Aiden's offensive output just is rising game after game. And it's definitely been one of the biggest developments um, of their current progress. Um, But to you, Jamil, just with how well Phoenix has looked recently and them having the finals experience from last year, um, do you think they can end up being as good as last year's team or even better? Yes, um, even better. I've I've sat and watched some of these highlights from – a lot of their games, no, like where, where did this team come from? And then I had to remember, like, oh man, like yeah, they really were in the finals last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's, you know, the the passion is still there. They still got everybody. Um, like I, I don't think I don't I don't really think anybody left. And so, um, yeah, no, they they definitely they definitely have a, the potential to be a. A strong, a very, very, very strong contender. Um, Golden Golden State is going to be that. Golden State is going to be that test, though. And, Definitely, you know. But they they do have a definite, definite. Um, they're they're a great matchup with anybody mm-hmm. in the league in the league right now. The the Phoenix Suns are a great matchup with anybody in the league right now, hands down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to you, Savon, just with with the chemistry that they, like, because you know the uh, the first few games this season they didn't look really like themselves or as sharp offen- offensively. Now they're kind of getting back into that groove, a ten game winning streak. What has kind of impressed you the most in terms of what they've been doing recently, and do you think they can get back to that kind of top two status of the West at the end of the season? I have a couple points. The first one is obviously pay DeAndre Anton. Pay him. Mm-hmm. They have. They pay everybody else. Pay DeAndre. He's one of the most consistent. He just he got another double double the last game. So he's one of the most consistent players on that on that basketball team. Even with Devin Booker, even with Chris Paul, even with Mikael Bridges. Like the guy is more more consistent than anybody. He's giving you 10, 12 rebounds a game. He's still giving you buckets and in in the post. Like what are we doing as a Suns organization where we haven't paid our big man? But you look at the chemistry they have, you know, it's just rolled over from last year, excluding the finals. They play great basketball. They play good fundamental basketball. Chris Paul understands Devin Booker as a player, as a development player. He gets him to his points, gives him to his spots on the court, and he lets him do what he does. But when you have a guy like Chris Paul, a true point guard who's been around the league for multiple years, who knows how to Mm -hmm. win – you get guys into the right position. You're a true facilitator, and you just slows down the game. That's what. That's why. Okay, I still give Wellington his point, his, his props when he said it was was good idea for the the Rockets to get him. I said it was too much money. I thought he was at the ladder of his career. Mm-hmm. I always give Wellington his points, but with that team, he settled everything down. Whenever James Harden would dribble, dribble, step back, step back, dribble, dribble, travel, and then shoot a three point. <laughs> He would come back. He was he would slow the game down, and he would shoot a jump shot, mid-range jump shot, 
to settle everything down. That's what yeah. Chris Paul does. And that's what they And that's what would have happened in that game seven against the Warriors. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think they would have beat him if Chris Paul was healthy. And that's another thing in his career. He's always having knee injuries, whatever. But I think he's the glue. He's definitely the glue to uh the Suns, but I think DeAndre Addison is the foundation. They need to pay him. Absolutely. That's why they own That's the, the priority. Team, yeah, they own the 10 grand winning streak because they get second chances with DeAndre Addison, especially in the offensive rebound and defensive rebound. So that's what I've seen so far. DeAndre Addison is playing great basketball for the past mm-hmm. two to three years. Coming out of Arizona, and I was big on him. Well, let's give him my props. Yes, you were. Definitely. Definitely high on him. Thank mm. you. Um, but 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 transitioning now to our album reviews, and the first one with Silk Sonics and the evening with Silk Sonic review, and just kind of how impressive this duo has been. Um, this group's debut album just really paid homage to um, decades old R and B, and they just continue to recapture a sound and style of a specific period. Um, the consistency of the production and just the arrangements, you know, was astonishing. But to you, Jamil, just what were your thoughts on this album, and just you know how this album had just so many production details, and and it really feeling like an escape from the norm of what we usually hear today in music. Album of the year. Literally, album of the year. If sound, sound the alarm, sound the alarms, Maurice. <laughs> album of the year. So, so the 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 luxury for me was that I was able, um, on Friday when it dropped, I had a I had to drive from Pensacola to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So, I had already in advance put on put put up on Facebook. If you getting in the car with me on Friday, the only oh, album time. we listening to is Silk Sonic. Because um, I, I just, I, I I needed to hear it for myself. And so basically it's, hey, so we have all of this modern technology when it comes to recording music. Why don't we make a 70s soul album with all this modern technology that we have and just see what happens? That's that's literally what that's literally what this album is. Um, to to know that by watching um the interview that Silk Sonic did with Ebro, to amazing know, interview, absolutely amazing interview. Like e- Ebro literally told them like, hey, so it's it's few interviews that I tell everybody else that works at Apple Music. Um, nah. Ain't nobody else getting this one. I'm getting this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told everybody at Apple Music, I'm getting this one. So you deserved it too. <laughs> absolutely deserved it. So to like sit there and hear that, you know, Bruno was like, mm, I don't really know. I, I think we need some more ears on put on a smile. Let me call Babyface. Mm. And then Babyface just shows up and 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 helps co-produce. And put on put on a smile is my favorite. Smile. Like that, that's my favorite track of the album. Yeah, man. I, I, Blast Off is... Blast Off for you? Blast Off is the greatest way to end an album. It's the mm-hmm. best way to end an album. Like, Blast Off is... Blast Off is Earth, Wind, and Fire for 2021. That's what Blast Off is. Mm-hmm. This There is not a skippable song on this album. And I know it's only nine songs, but it's no skippable song. But still, you're really putting yourself at a tough degree when you do like a short amount, but they didn't Mm -hmm. miss on anyone to me. Miss on no song whatsoever. I'm going to be known right now. I don't care how many, um, I don't care how many booster shots, how many masks I got to put on the first day tickets go on sale for this tour. I'm buying. Like, Mm -hmm. like, I want to see this live. I want to see this live. Right right now, 
my top five albums of the year for this year is Silk Sonic, Nas's um Kings Kings too. Too. We did that one. Um Sky Zoo's um latest that he dropped this year. Um because I'm really thinking of Alan. Savon, I'm loving this. I'm not, I didn't even have to ask him. I, he, he, he just did it for me. He just did it for me. He just gave his top five for me. <laughs> like, I, I literally, I'm, I'm really thinking of albums that I just like consistently listen to right. this year. Um, so far, it's those three. But but yeah. like, oh no. Um, Tyler, the Creators was up there too. Uh, the, thank you. That was the one. Um, Call Me If You Get Lost. Call Me If You Get Lost is, Call Me If You Get Lost for me is hip hop album of the year. That's that's like it's not a skippable song on that on that album either. Um, and, and Drake's let's let's throw oh, yeah. Drake's up in there. That's it, that's aged very well. Yeah, because Drake's album is incredible. So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but but to you, Savon, in terms of just your initial thoughts of this album, and you know, uh, we, we like looking back, you know, when we did the first review of "Leave the Door Open" and just kind of the expectations we had for this, did it meet what you were kind of hoping for? And just some of the tracks, what were some of the tracks you kind of liked the most? Yeah, it did. I think it brought a different element to R&B. I think it definitely dabbled into the different eras of R&B, especially Smoke Out, Smoking Out the Window, man. Mm, crazy track. What a track to be able, and you just look at the progression of Bruno Mars. I'll catch a grenade for you. This big got me pissed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yo. Wow. Favorite but no, part of the whole album. Anderson <laughs> Pack, man. I've been on Anderson Pack since like 14 or 15, and the man has so much versatility. If Shaka Khan gives you your flowers, and Shaka mm. Khan's a legend. What more do you need? Bro, Anderson, bro. They have a great, they have great chemistry. I think Anderson Pack goes, I've seen a um not an interview, but like a video of them singing one of their popular songs, him and Justin Timberlake. Right. And they just had the chemistry with there. I think Anderson Pack just go into any room and just he's just so musically inclined that whatever he does is just going to sound good. But I mean, yeah, That's... this this album was man. This was album was R and B. This album was like put it on and your mama. I don't know about y'all, but my mama used to listen to Luther Vandross, mm-hmm. uh, freaking um, geez, Teddy Pendergrass, like all those artists. It takes this you back. Type, yeah, this is the type of music you put it on and you knew you had to clean. Oh, you was cleaning oh, clean the house on Saturday. Oh, yeah, you was cleaning the house. Wake up, My daddy did something wrong and we going to pay for it. <laughs> Get in that yard. Right, right. If, if this album comes on in in a 1970s mama and daddy's house, oh, yeah, you clean the house on Saturday. Oh, like, let's, just grab the broom. Just grab the broom. Start sweeping. <laughs> You're not going playing basketball at the nah. park. You ain't doing nothing. You nah, clean. You, you clean the house. Let's let's so let's like really talk about the way that the way that everybody tried to criminal criminally sleep on Anderson Pack. Mm. Even when this album came out. Oh, you know, it's all about it's 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 all about Bruno. Bruno, Bruno, Bruno. No. Like there are so many things that Anderson did on this album that Anderson don't normally do on this album. Anderson sung a lot mm-hmm. on this album. Um, Fly As Me is my second favorite joint on this album. Second, second favorite song on the album because they just they just gave yeah. Anderson the mic and just said, go. Yeah, they, they, they let him cook on that one. They, he straight cooked. Like, I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, they let my man rap. Like, 
they let my man rap and do his thing on 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 the groove album. No, like yeah, everything about this album, it everything about this album is incredible. And if they don't win album of the year at the Grammys, then we just all know how um completely biased the Grammys are Grammys black is. music. Period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 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 transitioning now to, to Ransom and Rome Street's uh a Cooper de Grace review and this brand new collaborative effort just has a unique chemistry together. The production is gritty and there are just so many elite bars throughout. Um, to, to you, Jamil, just what were your initial thoughts of this project and some of the things you liked about it the most? Ransom is, Ransom always been a dope artist mm. uh, from from his um, days, as I like to call it, the the endless beefing between him and Joe Button. New Joe Button. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, Ran- Ransom has always been a, a ridiculous a ridiculously ill off artist and I just enjoyed the growth that I heard on I just enjoyed the growth that I heard on this album it's mm-hmm. it's a it's amazing though um that we we got to really really we just got to really really hear him be a little bit more vulnerable and shout out to um shout out to Shay Noir on um on Claudine like Crazy. that's it that's it like I've I've I feel like I feel like sometimes people don't really recognize and understand the greatness that is Shay Noir, um, mm-hmm. but they will soon. So, like, yeah, overall, this album is dope, and um, I gotta give it. I gotta give it a couple more listens, but it's it's in my top. It's in my top ten. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, to you, Savon, kind of just what were your initial thoughts of, of this project, and just um, j- 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 just how this how this duo was able to put together. Um, really elite bars throughout and just kind of um, have, have a type of project that may not be talked about as much, but definitely was an underrated one. I couldn't get into it, man. Um, oh, and, and I, step back. <laughs> no, it's, it's that- no, no shot. At this thing, man. It was just, I don't know. I didn't, I, w- I wasn't rocking with the cadence. I wasn't rocking with the beat selection. Um, I think they did have some, some, some bars and some lyricism in there, but it was just overall, I just couldn't get into it. I don't know, man. It wasn't. It wasn't something that stood out. I don't think any song really stood out to me. I thought it was just like a, a real like. It was a, a lyrical, a lyric, a lyrical album, right? They, the storytelling, they're, 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 yeah, they're yeah. heavy. Mm-hmm. But it did nothing caught. Like it's cool to listen to, you know, night drive and just put it on and let somebody, you know, what I'm saying, let somebody like slide and vibe on their own track. But for like listen to purpose for me to listen again. No song stood out. Like, oh man, I really want to listen to that track. And once mm-hmm. again, Wellington, I like how you find different artists I never heard of. I never heard of these guys before. But I don't know. I just wasn't vibing with the the album. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't for me. So, so some albums, it, like really, I mean, it, it can be one that you respect, but just not a, a replayable type of album, right? Yeah, yeah. and it, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't know. I gotta give it another listen. I listened to it one time through, and then I listened to a couple songs the second time. Then I was like, "Yeah, I'm not, not feeling." So I guess it, we, I need to listen to it a little more. I'm going back. To, I'm not going back to it as much as I would, like, say, a Florin too. Oh yeah, I'm rocking. Which I really like Florin too. Yeah. yeah. Florin. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out to Wale, by the way, yes. for actually deciding that he wants to come somewhere near the Gulf Coast area. And actually being on tour and coming to Mobile on the twenty fifth of February, and I will be there because I'm yeah. a big, <laughs> big Wale fan. Already copped them. I cop. I copped them today. Already. Oh, they're on sale. Yeah, already. Oh, already. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got it. 
Already. What the tickets look like? I'll be on um, the podcast. I will talk about it afterwards. Yeah, you know, I got you. I got you. I got you. Like, what? I don't think we had the barbershop, bro. Like, hey, this is barbershop talk. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> um, but 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 now getting into reasons, new beginnings. Um, album in this album from last year, just really West Coast hip hop at its finest. Adds it's composed of elements that make an artist like him feel untouchable with just um fantastic sample selections, effortless hooks, and you know heavy hitting percussion. Um, a song like "Extinct" with Isaiah Rashad and and uh, and JID is a straight up cipher, and it you know feels like it brings hip hop to its roots with each artist in, in her, uh weaving their verses. But um, to you, Jamil, just what are your thoughts on this project and how it was just one of the major highlights of 2020 albums? Reason, 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 reason. Like let's let's be clear. Reason is reason is the most slept on member on Top Dog. <laughs> Absolutely. Most slept don't remember on Top Dog because his name isn't his name isn't Kendrick Lamar or um mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar Schoolboy Q or um Absol. Um <laughs> then that's the reason why you slept on. No, that that literally was gonna be the that literally was gonna be the song I was gonna mention. The 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 the, the joint with him, mm-hmm. him Isaiah Rashad yeah, and extinct. Got extinct. Yeah. Extinct. Mm, yeah. Um also no, flick it up. Like, like <laughs> Who it's not it's not that many people that can get on a track and hang yep. with Absol. Mm-hmm. Not that many people that can get on like Kendrick at times can't get on a track and hang with Absol. So for so for reason to do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like this 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 actually was one of the sleeper, it was a sleeper album for last year. Um it, it I was think gossip was another uh, like gossip to me and um, I can make it where other where two other really good ones as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can and slow down. I mean, I mean, and West Side. I'm, I'm just gonna add like the whole album. <laughs> There's yeah, just so many good tracks. There's so many great tracks on this album. I can, I can make it. Gave, I can make it. Gave us another stellar verse from Rhapsody. Yeah, you know, the, the, yeah, the 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 queen, the 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 queen of new era hip hop. But yeah, yeah you nice. know, absolutely, nice. <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, yeah, no. Um, New Beginnings is that New Beginnings is that John. And and I'm I'm very satisfied that I was able to give just just a little bit of comments on on such a on such a great album. Um I think Reason is gonna be the person that carries um carries T D E into the new era, especially with um Kendrick the departure. More album with them. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. departure of Kendrick. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. To, to, to you, Savon, and just in terms of this album, I mean, and this was one that that you even recommended, uh, like yeah. uh, the, that 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 we should review coming up. What did like what really impressed you the most about this project, and just just how many really good features were on it, and, and just elite tracks that had high replay value? Aside from his lyricism, his bars are man, dude is nice, bro. Mm-hmm. Reasons is so nice, bro. Like he. Like every time I listen to his music, it makes me get into the lab and write and like try to make a song because dude's fire. Like, and every song on this album flows so perfectly well. Cause you go from pop ish to showstop with Kendrick Lamar. Showstop! Like, it's, it's just like everything's fine. The Schoolboy Q, the song with Schoolboy Q, which is, uh, what's the song? Was it? It was popish. It was popish, yeah. and then you mm-hmm. got Rhapsody. Like I knew she was fire, but her verse, like I had to replay like, four or five times. Like it just, it just they fit well. Every track he picked, 
Every production beat effect was perfectly created in the Zion for this album, and it flows so well. And every track, he didn't like, he didn't, he didn't shy away from bars. The man reasons is underrated, like Jamil said. The man is underrated. And when Kendrick decide when he leaves, if it's not Isaiah Rashad, it's going to be reasons who leads TDE to the next generation, the next step of what they're trying to go into because he stepped on. He got his phone from Joe Budden. Jid said, like, yeah, J.I.D. He said, like, he nice because Jid slid too. Yeah. Girl, you you doorbell dumb. I mean, like, he was flowing, bro. Like, the whole shit is fire. Isaiah Rashad's verse was fire too. But yeah, man, this album was all together. And then it had, like, some singles. Like, the, you compare the last album we just talked about to this album. None of those albums, no songs on the first album we really had singles on. Mm-hmm. This album with Reasons had four or five singles. Extinct was could have been a single. Um, Showstop was already a single. Pop ish could be favorite Negro or whatever you want to call it could have been a single. That was a fire song too. That's one of my favorites too. But yeah, man, you see the difference of even if it's hip hop, you still have single songs that can stand alone and be great. But right. reason, I can't say anything. I can't say nothing. Else about reason. Let's move on because that man is the goat. He's about to be the goat. Absolutely. Um, but 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 now getting into um, Kanye West and Andre 3000's Life of the Party review and just even some some thoughts on the on the on the, on the new tracks from the Donna Deluxe. Uh, Jamil, like this new track, it, it kind of really feels like a successor to 2016's No More Parties in LA, as it just has an amazing sample flip and you know one of the greatest MCs ever and Andre 3000 ever graced the mic and just had a flawless verse on a conceptual level. What were your what were some of your initial thoughts on this track and maybe some of the even the newer ones on the Donna Deluxe? So I mean, you know, we all heard this track already when um Drake yeah. Drake, Drake decided to get his Drake decided to get his petty on. Um <laughs> The Petty King. <laughs> yeah, he was. Like shout out to them, shout out to them, you know, putting putting the beef aside um yeah. for Larry Hoover. As really well. surprised me though. Yeah, it it did. But you know, um when Jay Prince made that phone call, um, you, you're not gonna say no to Jay Prince. <laughs> you're not. You absolutely aren't. Um, life of the party is life of the party is the greatest song that Drake has ever released. There, there it is. Great <laughs> 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 song, Drake. Drake has ever released. Um, no, and and I just I just posted earlier in the day on Facebook. Um, thanks mm-hmm. to the deluxe edition of Donda, um, Andre three thousand officially. Has verse of the year, um, has verse of the year for twenty twenty one. There's not, there's not a verse that's better than Andre three thousand's Life of the Party verse. I, I still right now, anytime I'm, anytime I'm writing songs, anytime I'm writing rhymes, I chase, I chase Andre three thousand. I'm like, mm, this is nice, but how would he, how would he approach this? And this has been the, and and this is the most vulnerable that we've heard Andre ever be on a song. It's the most vulnerable yeah, we've ever heard Andre be on a song. Um, and then for Kanye to come in with the verse that he did, I'm just, I'm very, I was, I was upset. I really was upset because I was just like, oh, did we have to wait? We we had to, we, you had to waste a, a Drake this verse after my man just poured his heart and soul out. <laughs> it didn't match it. Yeah, it didn't, didn't match it. At all. But um, but no, like it the 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 beat itself still is is one of the one of the hottest beats um 
one of the hottest beats that Kanye's ever presented to us. And I'm I'm just I'm happy now that people get an opportunity to to really hear it through streaming outlets, cause um Andre the GOAT. Like Andre's just the GOAT, hands down. Like it's no, it's nobody else. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, to you, Savon, kind of just what did you think about this track and just kind of Andre, Andre 3000 re- returning and just kind of reminding people just how great of an MC he's always been and just in that kind of legendary status of, of one of, of one of the best ever. Man, like Jamil said, bro, like his, his verse, he, man, he's the epitome of lyricism, man. Talking mm-hmm. about his, his mom and cigarette and all this stuff, just like it painted a picture and you continue to listen and you get Kanye talking about, oh, bro, what are you doing, Kanye? Like, bro, you really ruined the song. It is your song. Literally, Andre 3000 gave you one of the best verses and then you kill it with what you're talking about. And that's why he's he's not in my top five anymore. But mm-hmm. just, I just want to talk about Andre 3000's vulnerability and mm-hmm. what he's saying on the track, man. That's, that's similar to what Jay-Z said about his mom and him finally admitting that his mom was, you know, part of part of the you know what I'm saying just loving women or whatever but it's just that that vulnerability and expressing yourself in music and giving yourself a different avenue just to get things off your chest and man I just thousand bro he's 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 definitely goaded up man from uh man you can go back to all their albums from the from the two thousand and before that man nappy head and just to add this I always thought Andre three thousand was a singer because every track mm-hmm. that fool's singing Singing every track, even out a while, he was singing. But then you realize, no, this nigga got bars. So definitely, other than three, uh, Kanye just messing up the whole song and just talking about boom, pop, brr, boom, pop, boom. Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Andre was like, "I'm giving you everything, man. I'm giving you everything. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm giving you a real alley oop right now. I'm really, like, I'm really serving you up. I'm serving you up. <laughs> alley oop, and you just break it. I don't know. Yeah, just craziness." Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our review of The Harder They Fall. Welcome back to the show. And now we're getting into our review of The Harder They Fall. But before we get into the review of, of this, uh, we forgot to talk, to talk about this um, on the first half of the episode with the passing of Young Dolph. And just in terms of just a tragic passing, you know, he, he was a high profile Memphis rapper who was killed in a shooting Wednesday um, while inside a, a cookie bakery on Airways Boulevard. Um, he released seven albums from 2016 and 2021. The most recent project with with Key Glock peaked at um, number eight. But um, to, to you, Jamil, like just in terms of just how tragic this death was and losing another rapper at, at still a very young age, um, what were just your thoughts on this news? Because this is something we're seeing, you know, way too much, but it's also something that we're accustomed to and it just seems to happen just on a continual basis. Yeah, man, I got a, um, I got a few people that I know that's from that area, that's from Memphis. and. Um, I just know seeing their reactions to it on Facebook and on social media, um, it made it even harder because some of these people are actually like either elected officials or like, you know, community leaders that have met him at like one time or another. And so it was just, um, it's. I think it kind of gave it, um, a little bit more context because a lot of them knew they knew this cookie, um, the cookie spot 
where everybody, like, Dolph wasn't just the only one. It was, like, everybody in Memphis would go and hit them up. I think they had, like, two locations, but this was, like, the one that was kind of, like, in the neighborhood where he where he lived at. And, um, oh, no, man, I think it's, like, very reminiscent of when, um, when Nip died. And it takes you back to that. Yeah, it, it literally does. I, I, I feel like the, I feel like similar impacts for their respective neighborhoods. Um, and just also like, um, just also like for, for, for street rap, for street rap, Dolph was, was a pretty dope artist. And so, um, I think it was just another tragic loss. I mean, also in the same, in the same vein, um, Dolph, Dolph had his, his partner, his wife, and Dolph had two children. Like just in the same vein of um of Nip again, Nip with his two kids and Lauren. Um, that's something that's another thing to think about. You know, yeah. that's that's a father, that's a husband, you know, and people don't understand the people don't understand the conditions in which we live in brings tragic brings tragic results. People don't really understand how intracommunity violence um because that black on black crime tag is just this trash people don't understand yeah. um how intra-community violence really is caused by the conditions that the conditions that we live in and just people just wanting people just trying to survive and so um i think there really needs to be conversations on how we really take care of our neighborhoods because nobody else is going to take care of these neighborhoods, especially the actual government, whether it be city or state, um, the actual government that is supposedly supposed to be over these neighborhoods, not even over the neighborhoods, the ones that are supposed to be serving the neighborhoods because people tend to forget that elected officials, um, elected officials work for us. It's not the other way around. So, There, there has to be, there has to be that conversation around what is it that we do to make our communities, make our communities safe, one, mm-hmm. and um, put put people in a place where they don't have to serve, where they don't have to live to survive, but that they're living to thrive and be in good health. Um, Definitely. So, you know, that those really are my thoughts on on this situation, tragic situation as always. Um and I'm I'm praying and um I'm praying for the family and for the city of Memphis um and getting through and getting through this um tragic situation. Yeah. Absolutely. Our thoughts and prayers are definitely with Young Dolph's family and, and the people of Memphis. Um, now getting into our, our, our review of The Harder They Fall. To start with the overview, The Harder They Fall is a 2021 revisionist Western film directed by uh, Jim Samuel, who co-wrote the screenplay with Boaz uh, Yakin. The film mm-hmm. stars Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba, um, Zazie Beetz, Regina King, Delroy Lindo, um, Lakeith Stanfield, um, R.J. Seiler, Danielle uh, Deadweiler, Eddie uh, Gathicke, and Dion Cole. It's one of the few Westerns whose principal cast members are all Black. Um, although a fictional film, its characters are based on real cowboys, lawmen, and outlaws of the 19th century American West. Um, it had an 80, 86% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And um, to, to, to look at this film, 
what were kind of just your initial thoughts on it as it was just, it really had a lot of style, energy, and just a, a fantastic cast? Uh, man, the, the the cast was incredible. Uh, Jonathan Majors, Jonathan Majors, the, the the boy can act his way out of a brown Breakout paper star. bag and just, yeah. you know, still just be like one, one of the most, one of the most electrifying actors on screen. Um, Idris Elba, you know, is Idris Elba is Idris Elba. Like, like that's enough said. <laughs> what can we say about Idris Elba? Um, so, um, so I, I think the I think the um, the roles of the individual who was like the body the the bodyguard for um, Stagecoach. Um, Stagecoach Mary's um, saloon, um, that that individual, and then the person who um, went against Lakeith's character. I think those were those those were two stand those were two dynamic standout roles um, in this. Oh, and and um and Del Rolando as Bass Reeves is phenomenal. Deborah Orlando as Bass Reeves is ridiculous. I um I I really liked this film. I really mm-hmm. thought it was um I I thought it was a great, great film. Um I'm like I'm I'm kinda like a lot of people in the um the casting of the casting of stagecoach Mary. Um, could have been a lot better because if you saw pictures of the real um, stagecoach Mary, um, she looks absolutely nothing like like Zach at all. <laughs> <Zazie> Beats. <laughs> um, but Zazie, Zazie did what she what she, what she, she did could. what she needed to do. Yeah, she, she understood the assignment exactly. She definitely did. Um, and it's a dope site, man. It's, it's it's a dope dope film. It's it's a real dope film. The the mm-hmm. the 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 turn at the end, you know, when you find out yes. when you find out what happens at the end and like the real reason as to why Idris Elba's character does what he does at the beginning of the film. I listeners, guess. if you haven't watched it, we're gonna spoil it. We're gonna yeah. spoil it. <laughs> oh, okay. If you haven't Wonderful. watched, you gotta you gotta you Wonderful. gotta pause it. You gotta <laughs> Wonderful. So this is no longer a spoiler free and a spoiler free review. Awesome. So, nah, man, like, you know, so for him to, like, come bum rushing up in the house and mm-hmm. kill both the mom and the dad Goodness. of Jonathan Major's character, and then to find out that the dad was actually his dad, mm-hmm. and that the dad used to beat on the mom and then dipped out. And it was, I was just like, yo, like, the whole, whole joint, you know, because when it gets to, like, the end of the film, and the dad acted like a completely different dad for Jonathan Major's character. Yeah. Like he had a different image, you know. Like he was a preacher, cause mm-hmm. like it was just like okay, um, you know. But when when Idris goes into his dialogue, what goes into his um, yeah, he goes into the whole uh, monologue at the end of the film as to why he did what he did, even before he got to like the big reveal. I was like, oh man. That was that yeah. man, Daddy. I was, I was just thrown. I was like, I threw said, me he, off. I said, threw me off finna, entirely. I said he really finna say that that was his daddy and that Jonathan Major's character is his brother. I was just like, ah. Oh. And, yeah. and then for him to, 
for for him to kind of put the guilt trip on Jonathan Majors, he was just like, that's why I ain't never kill you. Cause I didn't have a reason to kill you because you was my brother. But I know that you're gonna kill me. I was just like, <laughs> How you gonna do that to that man? How you gonna do that to him? How you gonna put the heat on him like that? <laughs> He's just gonna, you just gonna, you just gonna do that man dirty like that. I was like, bruh, this is it's a lot. It was a lot. Yes. It was a, the, the ending of it is a lot to take in, but mm-hmm. you have like if you ain't watched it, like you have to watch it to the ending. And it's just Definitely. like you know, for um, I, I think the, the the character's name was like Kofi or Kuji. Um, for 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 her to be the one that ends up killing um Cherokee. Um, wild Cherokee, wild Bill. Like, yeah, if already be the one to do it, and not my man's, who was like the real like quick draw. And it's not something you would have envisioned early on in the film. It's just nah. it was it was unexpected. I mean, she was so tough. many unexpected twists in this movie. I mean, she was tough. She was a soldier, but I I wasn't expecting her to be the one to kill Bill. Like, I was expecting I was expecting my man with the quick draw to to be it until. Um, Lakeith was like, man, why they always count slow? I was like, oh, so you just gonna cheat, cheat like that. That's what we're doing today. All right. (laughs) Dope feel, bro. Dope, dope, dope. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and getting to our first topic for one of the first stars, what would you give it? Um, What would kind of be your particular rating for it and some of your reasons? Um, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Um, If we're doing like five stars or five, Mike, Type deal. I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible soundtrack. So the soundtrack like, was killer. Yeah. So like, let's be clear. Like some of the songs on the soundtrack, I still listen to them now in the car on Spotify. Like it's just uh, ridiculous. You gotta run it back. You yeah. gotta run it back. Especially the joint with um the joint with Lauren Hill, and <laughs> the joint that got Jay Z, Jay Z, Conway, and Jay to kiss on it. Them like my jams. Those are those are my real jams on there. Um, so yeah, dope soundtrack. The 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 cinematography of the film is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when we get to the part where Idris is looking out the window and he watching all his money blow up, and then it just goes to like a straight shot to Jonathan Majors, him standing there and looking at Idris in the window, like, yeah. You see your money burning up. Now come outside and handle this. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, crazy. Like, it was just all these parts was just was just incredible. Oh, mm-hmm. um, sleeper role. Sleeper role in the film is your man Dion Cole as the sheriff of as the sheriff of the town. Like definitely. That's the sleeper role. Cause we just used we just used to um we used to him just playing Charles on Blackish. That's that's what we used to him being. <laughs> exactly. So like we used to him being the crazy friend on Blackish, and even the, on Grownish too. He's on, he's on Grownish as well. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was about to say. Being the crazy dean of students on Grownish, like, and I'm still trying to figure that out. Like, yo, how you work for the ad agency and you the dean of students? That's what I'm saying. Come on. Come on even, I was like, I'm gonna leave that alone. How this, you balancing this, that? This day universe, like this is the Blackish universe. Exactly. So, um, but no, but him to really be in like a a, like a serious dramatic role like that, like mm-hmm. he gave like shade. Show some range. 
You got like shades of comic relief, but for the most part, it was all serious. And I was just like, yo, my man's is like, my man's a real actor, like for real. So like that that part and um the only reason they just don't get five the only reason they don't get five stars from me is because of the the cast in the stage coach Mary. Oh and, man, goodness. Yeah, like cast in the stage coach Mary, like they really It brings like, it down a notch. It really does bring it down a notch. It's a lot of people they could have got for that role. Like if you really like if you really just if you really just wanna be on if you wanna be on the fat the fat shaming part of Stagecoach Mary and not get somebody that's and not not get somebody that's full figured, like you really could have got Michaela Cole. Mm-hmm. Like she she killing the game right now. But if you want to have like the 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 true essence of who Stagecoach Mary is and and have a beautiful full figure woman, y'all really could have got like Danielle Brooks. Y'all could have got Danielle Brooks. Like from um from Orange is the New Black. Still keep it in the Netflix family. Give her that money. And she's gorgeous. So like it's just all it in works. one. She like, checks all the boxes. So um, but no, yeah, that, that's 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 it for me. Like, um mm-hmm. four four stars. It's a great and awesome, incredible film. And um, you know, I look forward to seeing it again. Definitely. Yeah, and this to me, I would give it four as well. This was a, a very witty movie that had just kind of one of the best opening 15 minutes of any film we've had so far this year. And there are yes. just so many layers of information that you have to focus on to produce. In terms of a favorite character, um, I, I really did like uh, Rufus uh, Black's character as, you know, I feel like with Idris Elba, he does bring this like kind of um, intimidating, just a, a brooding type of, of nature to the character that kind of really worked for it. Who would overall be your favorite character in this movie? So overall, my favorite character definitely is. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I got two. Um, so one is um, one is chair is actually three. So okay. one is the the Cafe Williams coffee, um, who was you know um, Cuffy, who was really really dope. Um, really, really dope, incredible. The other one is going to absolutely be um, we'll never give her enough flowers. Regina King is Trudy Smith. Goodness, she killed like, me. like Regina King is Trudy Smith. Like y'all not finna play, y'all not finna play with her when she you can't come, play with her. You cannot play with her at all. When stagecoach Mary come in talking about some yo like where your boss at? She was like my boss, like, <laughs> like you, you, okay. What you talking about? <laughs> like, how about your boss? Where he at? I was, yo, like I said, no, they gonna. I I I called it. I was like, yo, before this part is movie over with, they finna fight. They somebody swinging on somebody, and mm-hmm. um, and Del Orlando as Bass Reese, like. Like I just really liked Delroy Lindo in his role. Um, and shout out, um, break kind of like a breaking news spoiler alert type deal. Shout out to him actually being signed to um, play in the upcoming Blade movie alongside yes. um, Herschel. Secure Ali. the bag. Secure I the was, bag. I was like, oh, okay. Maurice, so yeah. sound the alarm. Sound the alarms for that. Sound the alarms for that. Goodness. All the air horns. I was like, y'all, All really, the air horns. y'all really just want to take my money. All right, that's fine. 
Mar- I was like, it's already I, gone. It's already gone. <laughs> I literally have, a, I literally have a whole separate account. I have my savings, my check-in, and then a whole separate account that just says Marvel. That just says mm-hmm. MCU. That's the account, the MCU yeah. account. So like, yeah, shout out, man. Like those, those three are um, the 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 dope dope characters overall. Yeah, definitely. And and for most memorable scenes, um, some of the ones I had was Rufus Buck. Uh, uh, kills Nat uh, Love's family, Rufus Buck train rescue scene, also the quick draw scene, Nat Love um, robs Bank the Cherokee Bill, kills Jim Jim uh, Beckworth, and then Nat mm-hmm. Love um, kills Rufus. To you, kind of like, were there one or two scenes from this movie that kind of like were the main standouts um, for you? Or maybe some underrated ones? Oh, well, my man Wiley blows up the, um, my man Wiley, played by Dion Cole, blows up the building, walks in, it just blow, just blow the building just straight up. He's just like, yeah, so, you know, you 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 think y'all just gonna get away easy? Nah, this this ain't happening. Boom. Um, and then the fight scene between stagecoach, stagecoach Mary and Trudy, mm-hmm. top like top top tier, top, top five best fight scenes um of this year. Like it's just, it was just it was ridiculous. I was like I was like yo like I said they really took it there. They took um, it. They really took it there. And then, yeah, of course, the 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 beginning scene. Like, like you said, it's like some of the best 15 minutes of I mean, yeah, that stretch was just ever. like impeccable. That stretch was impeccable. I mean, like there was nothing you could even critique on, on those first first 15 minutes. Mm-mm, at all. Like, and, and it and it really set the full tone. And and so not even that scene, but then the following scene right after when um when your man's um, Nat Love kills the dude who was holding him while Rufus Buck put the cross on his head. Oh, in the, when he killed him in the church. Like, that that was dope, too. Yeah. Like, I, I really feel like... Um, I really feel like Jamae Samuel basically was just like, okay, so how do I make... How do I make a better Black Western... Than Quentin Tarantino. It, that's this exactly. What I was, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I, I wanted to say it. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say, it, but I'm glad you meant to. Because he was how. like, I feel like he was plotting. He was like, let me make it a little better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and also, um, the 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 um for anybody who really wants to um who really wants to dig into um. Another film from another film from Jamae Samuel. Um, there's actually a prequel to The Harder Day Fall, but it came out in 2013. Um, it's called They Die by Dawn. Um, and that one is considerable, like that one is one to watch because um shout out to Michael K. Williams, rest in peace to Michael K. Williams. He actually plays Nat Love in that film. And um Erica Badu plays stage coach Mary in that one. Um, wow. And, and, and honestly, the easiest way to watch it, and, uh, and it's only 51 minutes, so the full film is on YouTube. That's the easiest way to watch it. Just go on YouTube and just type in They Die by Dawn, and the full film is on there um, for you to enjoy. It's also got um, it's also got Rosario Dawson in it. Isaiah Washington. Oh, this cast sounds incredible. This cast sounds incredible. Bukin Woodbine. Bukin Woodbine actually played um, Bill Pickett. And okay. um, yeah, just, just yeah, the, the cast is ridiculous. And it's on, and like I said, it's only 51 minutes. So 
short short film before the actual like big boy budget. Um, Netflix. For the full meal. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, check it out. It's dope. It's, it's really, really dope. Yeah. De- yeah, definitely. Um, and I'll get into most memorable quotes. Um, I had love is the only thing worth dying for from Mary. Um, I gave you that scar so I could so I could know your face when you came back to me from Rufus Buck. Mm-hmm. Um, letting you live, that was the true revenge from Rufus Buck. Um, but I believe in what you're doing. This place can be the promised land for us from Trudy Smith. And then finally, are you loyal to me from Rufus Buck? Um, t- to you, kind of like what was... The, the quote in this one that kind of like was just the, the, the clear cut, like best one or the one that was maybe, maybe like the most thought provoking. Um, Cherokee bill. Why they always got a council dog on slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the sleeper pick. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Cause you know, he shot my man and then was just like, yo, why they always got a council dog on slow. Oh, like, bro, I was like, bro, so we just going to cheat, cheat today. All right. <laughs> Like we 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 ain't just gonna regular cheat. We gonna for real cheat. All right, that's <laughs> to the I, max cheat. <laughs> yeah, all the way to the max cheat. No, that man was no, that cap man was counting one Mississippi. Like, come on. Oh goodness, he come was on. counting for real. So yeah, that's that was my quote. That I like. I just because when he did it, I I sat there for a minute. and I was like, I said, so he really just shot him like that. Just didn't care. All right, yeah. wonderful. So. Yeah, and by then, and when when that happened, I knew his home. I knew his homeboy that always run with him. I knew, like I said, somebody finna some, somebody getting Bill. Like I don't care Definitely. who it is, Bill. Died. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna catch him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But 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 now getting into what did you like the, the most about the storyline? Uh, to me, just how this film was still mindful enough to bring home the point that you know the cycle of revenge never really ends, and that's you know especially seen with the confrontation between um between Nat Love and, and, and Rufus Buck. To you, kind of like what element in this storyline did you really like the most? Um, I liked the fact that um I liked the fact that the women in the film um really truly had their own identity. Um, I like the fact that that Mary Mary did have her own identity while still being able to um have a desire to want to experience love with Nat. Um and having a concern for that, um, and, and Tru- Trudy was just Trudy was just the boss. Um, yes. I also liked the I also liked in the film the so it was it was two Easter eggs in the film. Like one was a obvious one that everybody caught, and then another one I don't think a lot of people caught because I didn't catch it until. Netflix brought it up on their strong black lead Instagram. So the first one is the obvious one that everybody caught um, when they get on the train to get Rufus off um, the name of the train. So the name of the train is C.A. C.A. Bozeman. Um, and that was like a slight flex tribute to um, chat with Aaron Bozeman. So rest in peace to chat. Wow. With. So yeah, so that was that was the first one. Like go back and watch the film. And as they walk in by the train, they they clearly show it on the train. It says C A C dot A dot Bozeman. Um so and then also when they first when Trudy is with the rest of the cavalry of um men that's helping her to go and get Buck off the train. So Trudy does this move where she puts her hand up and then she puts up two fingers and then she puts the fingers to the side and then everybody 
starts to ride towards the train on their horses. That one was an Easter egg to the Denzel Washington move in Malcolm X, where he puts oh, the two yes. fingers up and then yeah. puts them to the side and the fruit of Islam moves away from the hospital. Um, I didn't catch that one until I didn't catch that one until I saw it on Strong Black Lee. And I was just like, oh, okay. So y'all just wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just wow. <laughs> That's was, a wow moment. <laughs> I was like, that was like I said, straight flex, straight flex. That was that was yeah. dope. But yeah, I did I I didn't catch that one. But when when it happened, I went back and watched the movie again. I was like, I said, yeah, she did literally exactly like Denzel did it. And the and the horses ride off exactly in the same formation that the fruit of Islam walked off going towards the train. So it's incredible. It's just like the little nuances and little pieces. Um, and then my my other favorite, um, my other favorite thing, other key moment is just the way that even though the music was like modern. It lined up with where we're going in the scene. It made the songs make sense. It wasn't just oh, yeah, let's just there throw was some, a pur- there was a purpose behind them. Yeah, it wasn't just like oh, let's just throw some joints in here for um for laughs and giggles. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and and before we get to our last topic, um, you know, just looking at Jonathan Major's career so far and the resume of you know working with Spike Lee and, and earning a lead actor. Emmy nod for Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. You know, some would wonder if his career can can get any bigger, but you know, he has upcoming films as Jesse Brown and Devotion, um, Adonis Creed's opponent in Creed Three, and, and Kang the Conqueror in the new Ant Man movie. Yeah. Just what are your thoughts on what Majors already accomplished in his career so far, and and also what's next for him with with very intriguing new upcoming films? Man, like so, I literally didn't find out that he was gonna be. So number one, I'm a Creed fan. Like I, I love that spiked my interest for Creed three. I didn't know yeah. where they could take it for Creed three, but that got my that got my attention. And I was just like, yo, so they really gonna let? I was like, and, and to see like his workout regimen videos, I was like, oh, he's serious. Like he for real, for real. Like <laughs> okay, it's not a game. So at all, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see that one. But Lovecraft Country is what did it for me. Lovecraft Country is what made me be like, um. Jonathan Majors is Jonathan Majors is the one. Like y'all need to keep an eye on bro, cause that that's it. Um, oh yeah, and that's another thing. Shout out to the fact that shout out to the fact that both films, both films I'm about to bring up are Netflix films. But shout out to the fact that Netflix allowed for Jonathan Majors and Del Rolando to like be in two films together. With Five Bloods, directed by Spike Lee, exactly and this film, the hardest one, the harder they fall. Like, they fall. You know, shout out to that. Um, but I'm ready for I'm I'm ready for him to be to to be Crane the Conqueror. That's that's mm-hmm. what I'm waiting on because the the way that they the way that they introduced him in um in the Loki series, I was like, come on now, like so like <laughs> so we finna have we finna have we finna have a villain that's villain that in in the comics, Crane is stronger than Th- than Thanos. Yeah, people don't realize that. Like yeah. he's stronger than Thanos, and he finna be black, and he finna just run roughshod on the next two 
like he his his This is like too good to be true. This is almost too good to be true. Yeah, come on. His, come his on villain now. covers the next two phases of the MCU. Sheesh. There there we have it. Like I don't know. I was like, I don't know where you're finna take this, but I'm pretty excited, pretty thrilled. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And and, and they entrusted Jonathan Majors with this. So that says something. Like, yeah, I mean, j- j- there's so much trust you have to have in an actor be- to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, li- like the level of trust is just sky high. Because, I mean, you know, I, I think a lot of people were skeptical when they were like, oh, so Josh Brolin is going to be Thanos. And then we all saw what he did with Thanos. Like, mm-hmm. I feared, I really, in real life, feared Thanos. Like, I was like... <laughs> oh, yeah. He better not snap his fingers for real. So, like, <laughs> so to have that much trust in Jonathan Majors to be the next biggest villain in the MCU is like huge responsibility there. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I think he can handle it for I, sure. I know yeah. he can handle it. So, yeah, definitely. And, and now, get into our last topic. Ten years from now, do you still think this will be? a watchable, intriguing film. Um, I definitely think it will as it's just, as you mentioned before, it's a beautifully shot film and just a thoroughly exciting piece of entertainment throughout. And I feel like, feel as though we need more films like this with all black casts and especially as a Western that reinvents the the, the, the Western image that we're used to seeing. Um, to you, 10 years from now, do you still feel as though this can be a watchable, intriguing movie? Absolutely. I feel like it, I feel like it's another one of those films that helps the, um, that helps to dispel the narrative that um, films can't succeed with an all-black cast. Because um, even after, because even after Black Panther did what it did in theaters, people still was just like the the response of people was like, "Oh, well, you know, um, that's Marvel. You know, Marvel films are always, right. Marvel films are always going to clean up." So that was that was the excuse they used on that one. So. They don't have that excuse for this film because it was the um, it was the number one most trending film on Netflix the the entire week, entire first week that it was out. You know, and oh, yeah. I and I still think right it now it's in the top five. It's still in the top five most trending films on Netflix right now. So. We we can't, and I think it's along along with Tessa Thompson's new film passing. I, th- I think that's also in the top five yes, as well. It is, yeah. And so we can't we 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 gotta stop the whole black people can't carry black people can't carry an entire film. You know, we gotta stop that because that, that myth has got to be eradicated. Like, <laughs> that myth has got to be done, like so done. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like I like I, I feel like this is going to bring more attention to other films with all black casts and um, just show how much you know we kind of resonate in in pop culture. So definitely. Absolutely, man. And, and, and Jamil, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on as always. And before we let you go, like, let the people know the, just the great work you, you're currently doing with Black Voters Matter and just how they can get involved and, and keep up with, with some of the work you're doing. Absolutely. Um, I'm proud to I'm proud to actually serve as the Florida State Organizing Manager for Black Voters Matter. Um, we mm-hmm. organize in 12 states across the country, just building awesome, incredible Black political power in the states that we organize in. We recently just came out of Gainesville, where that particular um, 
city had a special election for one of their city council seats. Um, mm. City council member resigned. And so um, their normal, so this is crazy, so their normal turnout, their normal v- overall voter turnout for their municipal election, not special elections, their actual municipal elections is like 8 to 10%. Um, they wow. just recently had a municipal election um, in March, and that turnout was 10%. Um, this was just for one seat, one seat, and it was a special election. And the voter turnout, overall voter turnout for just three days of early voting and um, election day vote, the overall voter turnout was 13%. Um, so it was a 3% increase just for a special election. So, and we were told that the majority of those votes that were cast were cast on um, Sunday, which was cast on last Sunday, which um, is monumental to us because last Sunday is when we did our Souls to the Polls event in Gainesville. So we know that we had a huge effect in the in bringing Black people out to really vote in record numbers in Gainesville in just a special election. Um, so if you yeah. want to get involved, man, just go to Black Voters Matter Fund, F-U-N-D, blackvotersmatterfund.org, or you can go to Black Voters MTR on all social media. Again, it's Black Voters MTR on all social media. So, yeah. Absolutely, man. Keep, keep up the great work, bro. Keep keep it up. Man, I appreciate it. Thank y'all so much for having me as always. Um, and, you know, let's do this again pretty soon. Absolutely. Well, that wraps it up for today. I'm Hill Swinton Burns. This has been Full Scope. See you later. Full Scope.